G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. Working our way through Genesis, we've come across the character of Jacob. And we've heard about a number of the circumstances that Jacob found himself in. A number of the stories in the way that his faith was shaped and developed to a point where he wrestled with God. Let's talk about another one of those experiences today, Camille. Jacob went back to the place called Bethel. Bethel is a very crucial and strategic place. It's called the house of God. It does exist in geography, but it's also, I believe, symbolic or metaphorical of of being wherever God is. Because if you want to be where the action is, go where God is. God is at Bethel. One of the things in Genesis 35, it tells us that God told Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there and make there an altar unto God who appeared unto you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. Obviously, he had been to Bethel once before, 20 years earlier, when he fled from Esau, exiting the land of promise. Now, he's paying a courtesy visit, re-entering the land of promise. What I've learned is if we're going to go forward spiritually, we have to go back. That's one of God's paradoxes, his ironies. Like, you have to give to receive. You've got to be last to be first. You've got to die to live. You've got to lead by serving. You've got to go back to Bethel in order to go forward spiritually. Bethel, remember, was the place he met God, experienced God, did business with God in Genesis 28. But to go back to Bethel, as chapter 35, verse 1 says, you have to get rid of the foreign gods, You have to be committed to holiness and purity. You've got to make an altar and sacrifice there. Go from chapter 35, verses 1 to 3. What are the things we can glean here, Camille, about our own lives, about our own challenges, about those tests of faith that we go through and coming back to the house of God? Some of the lessons are, in essence, what we saw Jacob doing here. You put away the foreign gods. The foreign gods are all the idols in our life. Idols are those things we're devoted to even above the service of God. They may not be wrong in themselves, but we give them far too much value and God not enough. Another thing we can do is cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. It's time to take off the garments spotted by the flesh. This is, of course, a phrase used in Jude, and we commit ourselves to holiness. The other thing we have to do is build an altar. Altar means two things. It means sacrifice and it means service. We don't sacrifice bulls and goats and turtle doves. We sacrifice ourselves, but a living sacrifice, Romans 12, 1. And we also serve God at the altar. So whatever we do for God, our personal devotional life, our obedience to him, our upfront, recognized, titled ministry, 
our worship day and night, our praise and thanksgiving, that's all part of the altar experience. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 